Intern Whisperer Employer Tip of the Week is. This is a great definition from North Carolina State University's Disability Resource Office. We're talking about accessibility. What does that really mean? Well, the school has put out this little brief description. Accessible means a person with a disability is afforded the opportunity to acquire the same information, engage in the same interactions, and enjoy the same services as a person without a disability in an equally effective and equally integrated manner with sustainability, equivalent, and ease of use. The person with a disability must be able to obtain the information as fully, equally, and independently as a person without a disability. So welcome to the Interim Whisperer. Our show is all about the future of work and innovation. Today's show is filled with um, really amazing founders of the Tuesday app. It's Abdullah and Taz Theroux. Did I say your last name correct? That is correct. Oh my goodness, thank you. All right, so we always start the show with five words that describe you and why. And we're going to go to Taz first. Passionate. Yeah. Uh, creative. I'm very driven, um, detail oriented for sure, which drives people crazy at times. Um, That's because we want our way, but we don't want our way. Well, we want to get the best out of people. So mm-hmm. I like to motivate, motivator. Like I love to make sure I get the best out of people. And, you know, the project at the end of the day, I want to make sure everybody gave their 100% and happy with the outcome. So, mm-hmm. so why do you say passionate and creative? Why those two words? So if I take on a project, whether it be based on voluntary or business, um, you know, for example, Tuesday, if I have to be very passionate and it just shines through to take on something, um, to give it a meaning to life, right? You want to do something which you're passionate about. So I give more than 100% to it, of, you know, if I'm really in love with doing something and I'm passionate about it. I can get that. I can definitely see that. Detail-oriented. I don't think enough people are detail oriented. So I'm really glad that I have a kindred (laughs) spirit with me in the room. (laughs) And sometimes it's like people say, oh, you just want to have your weight. No, we like processes. Yes, yes. I've been told. But then when they see the outcome, the end, they're like, "Mm -hmm." yeah, if anything needs to be got done, yeah, they'll come back to me. Get it done. I hear you're very detail oriented. But then I get the projects again to do it all over again because they love the outcome of it. Mm. And I think those small things matters. Yeah, I get you. Sure. So over here, what about you? What are your five words and why? Loyalty. Mm. Um, I'm very loyal to my beliefs, my faith. I think I'm loyal very much to my wife and my family. That's what defines me. And I'm loyal to people that I've worked with or people who have worked with me. I truly believe in loyalty. It's tough to get to the point where uh, loyalty shows. Um, but when it does, I'm all about it. I will, you can't buy loyalty. You can't. You can't. And we'll talk about it later. But I will reach back 10 years to someone that I truly believed did right by me or was loyal to us and we'll reconnect again if there was a need of project or any any situation mm-hmm. so it, it, for me that is important um i am candid 
I've been told that. I, I still haven't figured out a definition of candid, but people tell me I am. It means you're very direct. I have pers- different perspectives. Um, I listen to things and I have perspectives that I've noticed are not on the table. Simplicity for me, it is direct. Conversations are direct. I take it as they mean I'm not into and habit of assuming things. Mm. So maybe that's where I have been told that I'm candid. I tell as as I see it. Right. Or I will point out what I see. Mm-hmm. Um, so coding with sugar or coding or hiding it, you know, going in circles is just, it bores me. I, I cannot take that. Mm. So I'm candid in that way. Um, you know, I'm a networker. Mm-hmm. Um People call it extrovert. I my energy comes from being around people. Um, you can drop me in middle of fifty hundred people group or an event uh, without me knowing anyone. And my goal is to get to know as many people as I want. Mm-hmm. My personal goal is to meet ten people every day before wow. I go to bed. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot. And she knows, you know, when times are tough, where you know, like previous years we have gone through, uh, I will stand out in the street. I just want to meet people and you'll be amazed how that network builds when you just say hello and a smiley face, give yes. a smile to somebody. I'm a true believer in that. Or, you know, or the least I can do is make somebody's day. If I, if I pass a good comment or smile, um, visionary for sure. Yeah. Um, this is where Daz and I truly make a great team. I'm off the cuff. I will wake up at two 30 in the morning with a thought in mind and I will go for it. Um, where Taz is detail-oriented, where if that she's the one who will remind me or confirm or make sure that what I am thinking is going to work. So it's she's a great person or a partner for me to bounce things off because mm-hmm. if she wasn't here, I would have probably jumped off a cliff by now she can help you implement she does yeah i'm just i think of it and i want to go for Mm -hmm. it um learner there are two words i think lifelong learner Mm -hmm. but my learner in a sense is i love to learn from others i need to have a living mentor a living model um i love to listen to people who have achieved where i want to go um and i love to listen to even the people who are trying to achieve where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that's sometimes more va- sometime more valuable to me because I know what not to do and why it took them so long to get to where they are thinking of going. Um, so it's, it's great. I, I, I love learning from people. Um, so I guess those would be my five words. Yeah, you nailed it. Both of you guys did. Well, this is what our listeners don't know is that you guys are a married couple. And you guys have developed this Tuesday app. And we'll talk about that. But we're going to come back over here to you, Taz, and talk about where did you go to school and how did you get to where you are now? If you want to include that whole little like, oh, I met him at wherever, (laughs) feel free. So I was born in Pakistan, Karachi. Um, My family migrated to Canada in my teen years. So I went to high school, um, went into BCIT. British Columbia Institute of Technology. And during right around that time, I also ended up joining my father in the family business that he started from scratch. Um, that's where I get that entrepreneurship from. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I actually helped expand the business from institutional lending company to being one of the leading suppliers uh, and manufacturers of promotional products. So using a towel that you now sell at a salon and converting into a golf towel mm. by simply investing into machinery and manufacturing plant in Canada. And eventually ended up opening a Toronto branch, uh, Eastern Canada, and then also ended up doing and sales office out here in the U.S. as well. Um, so that helped me um, grow as a person. Loved working in a B2B environment um, and the creativity, right, that I loved so much. Mm -hmm. I got that from a promotional products industry. Um, and then from there, I've known Abdullah since I was 13 and uh, ended up meeting him again, uh, when I was uh, in my twenties, mm -hmm. and so you guys were like neighbors on the street, or something? no? Actually, his sister and I were childhood friends, and we kept in touch. You know, his family migrated to U.S. while minded to Canada, and then I was, of course, in touch with the sister, and ended up meeting him uh, during a weekend trip to Orlando for his dad's surprise fiftieth birthday, cool. and we just clicked that weekend, and ended up keeping in touch. Um, and yeah, the rest is history. I guess we got married and we've been married for 20 plus years now. Oh, wow. Uh, with two beautiful kids. So, yeah. That's nice. And so how'd you get to Tuesday app? So um, when we first got married, Abdullah was uh, in the family jewelry business. And then eventually when we had kids, we knew we wanted a lifestyle to kind of balance it out with the kids. And we were, as we were exploring and while I was doing my promotional product uh, business in the U.S., uh, he ended up going and exploring different uh, industry. And that's how he actually came upon uh, the fintech space. And we opened up Pay Concept. We founded it together. Mm -hmm. While he was doing it full time, I was helping him uh, with the admin and marketing stuff in the background. Um, and then years while we did that, around the same time, there was a pitch competition. And what was the concept about Tuesday Back then, we actually ended up winning that pitch competition about the nonprofit space just because of being involved in a philanthropic world since we were in our teen years, maybe even younger on both sides. Um, and then from there, we said, OK, let's kind of, uh, you know, park it for now just because we're focusing on fintech. And um, I guess years later, COVID happened. Mm. And at that time... We thought it was just a perfect time. Um, actually, I saw him sitting, you know, and I'm like, you know what? You got to do this. That's our passion. And I think there's no better time now where not only our nonprofit that my daughter founded with the help of Abdullah and, my, and myself, but there's so many more nonprofits who are doing amazing work in their own um, respective areas. How can we help them, uh, you know, raise funds? So that's how the Tuesday came around, which, of course, was initially visioned, vision of Abdullah. It was his vision as we used to attend um, different events and galas and stuff. So you see always see this white, you know, where auctions, for example, was something was limited to people attending the gala, mm -hmm. uh, where a value of two hundred two thousand dollar where it would only be, you know, sold in an auction for mm -hmm. 
literally like 20 percent yes something ridiculous yes absolutely so that was kind of uh heartbreaking to see that because you know being volunteering as an events team uh person and you know how many hours go labor hours in procuring those auction items mm-hmm. and then seeing nonprofit not able to get the full value for it mm-hmm. um and how can they also not only through auctions but just their cause right able to right. go outside the region um is pretty much kind of there were different you know things that we saw avoid in that that helped put together in a tuesday form and I'm sure since it was Abdullah's vision that first started out with that void, um, I'm sure he can add more to it. Okay, yeah. So we'll turn over to him. And where'd you go to college? And how'd you get to where you are now? Because before the show started, and you did mention it, jewelry store. Hello. We love jewelry. Women do, for sure. So I think we should start <clears throat> We should start from, from the beginning. I was When you also- guys were 13? Uh, yeah, we were in Karachi, right? We, I was also born in Pakistan. My dad was an entrepreneur back there. In my teen years, I moved to U.S. and my parents were still back home. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived here with my uncle. Um, you could say I was blessed or to be ended up in a little southern town called Monroe, Louisiana. Well, so why did you come here, though? You know, your parents were back. Uh, We were in school. My father was a successful entrepreneur. Um, My father thought that it would be best that I went to school in the United States. We had the. um, All the kids or just just me, Uh, just me. Um, I'm pretty sure I was handful. You know, there Mm -hmm. was another might be other reasons. I don't think so. But uh, he decided um, that it would be better for me to go to U.S. and study. We came here and I stayed with my uncle. But during the school years, um, you know, life was not as easy um, as I was used to. Right. Um, But the great fortune of mine is that I was able to start help my uncle and start the jewelry business at age of 16, 17. Um, We had come up with the concept. We started those concept of kiosks in the middle of the mall. There was another company who was doing it. We started that as well on I-20 malls that were, that were on I-20, you know, Texas, Louisiana, New Mexico. Um, So I used to travel quite a bit over the weekends, go set up the stores, hire people. That's where I started to get my entrepreneurial uh, experience. When you were 16? I started that when I was 16. So Taz has B2B experience. I have always had B2C experience. Mm. I've always been in a retail business. Um, Went through college, went to uh, Louisiana Tech University, wanted to be a pilot. Wanted to be a pilot. Commercial? Okay. Wanted to be a commercial pilot. Um, But at that time, just the second desert storm. It was one of the desert storm that ended. I remember Uh, my past is a little vague for me uh, for some reason, for reasons I know, but um, desert storm ended and the pilots were in masses. The market was flooded with the retired pilots who just finished out of the uh, the war and the airlines were not hiring, um, you know, new chaps coming out of colleges. So I found that out when I was in junior year, decided to, as I was already in business, I decided to go route to international business and marketing. I finished that, went to school at GIA, Gemological Institution of Americans in Santa Monica to be a gemologist. A gemologist is a person who studies stones, right? Diamonds, Mm -hmm. emerald, natural stones. 
did that by the time I was graduating from college and that school. My parents were already here, settled in Orlando, Florida. My dad took the business to another level, um, came and helped him as we were going into the trajectory of moving to higher brands and then stayed in the business for many, many years till my daughter was born. And I think my daughter was a biggest reason personally for me to evaluate the life that I was living. I was living a great life, jewelry businesses. Um, you know, it's, it's extravagant business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point, it's a great business. I enjoyed it. I helped build the business. But the fulfillment, I was losing the excitement and the fulfillment, right? I was, I was finding myself, it was difficult for me to get up in the morning and go to work. I felt that if I stuck around to what I was doing, um, there will be no importance to it because mm-hmm. there has, I have to be a part of a change and I have to be doing something that I can learn and improve and expand globally, if not nationally, right? I just want to be in one place and have to be able to make an impact. And even with uh, generating well-being for our family, right? And the only best thing I could think of was go back, work for somebody, learn a business of so such technology. And that's how I ended up in payment processing. Um, I saw the sales reps who dealt with me, came and sold me their services while I was in jewelry store. And I just got hold of one of the young ladies. She was with SunTrust. And I said, tell me, what do you do? How do you survive? You know, take me on the road with you. And she goes, oh, Mr. Taru, your shoes, they're $300. You're going to rub them off. You don't want to go with me. I'm going to bounce. I'm going to see 30, 40 people a day. And I said, no, you know what? I'll, I'll wear runners. Forget my shoes. I'll come runners and I'll follow you around. So I f- followed her for two days. Um hitting Kissimmee area, going from store to store to store while she was selling. And she had appointments as well. She was a great help to me. Um, She has now moved on and retired. Um, That's when I realized that this would be something I would like to do. If I work really, really hard, three years solid, I can truly give time, do my, what I love to do, my passion, right? And passion is to give back, give our time, give whatever we can um, to humanity in general. I mean, Mm-hmm. And then, whole behold, we are blessed with great kids. My daughter started a nonprofit at age of nine, and uh, we've been involved in that and many other uh, boards. I sit on multiple boards. I chair a couple of nonprofits currently, um, and that's how I guess the vision of my life was, and that's what I followed and how I ended up here. And I know you asked us a question about how we started Tuesday, right? Um, she is right. Tuesday idea, but it wasn't Tuesday at all. It was choose to donate, I think, choose at that time. We somebody called me and said, Hey, there's a pitch competition coming in town. And you know, you could pitch. I'm having a hard time finding people. And so it was myself, one of my admin guys, young man who just published a book, by the way. Um, and and Kevin, who's our lead tech right now at Tuesday. I know him from nine years back. I called these two guys up and I said, hey, listen, there's a pitch competition and I'll do a pitch. And Kevin goes, but you don't have anything to pitch. And I said, you know, I have this idea where we can create an application or system where it will motivate people to donate money and we will give them a gift back. You know, we'll go to corporations, we'll get them to sponsor us. Every time somebody donates something, we'll send them a gift. 
basically that was that simple idea. I did not know the logistics. Somebody told me there was a company called Groupon who, who did something like that back in the day, right? But anyway, we went for the pitch competition. We won the pitch. We prepared the pitch Which in pitch 24 hours. It was out of uh, California. Okay. It was a um, it's an institution called IPN. Uh, they had a pitch competition here in Orlando. Um, maybe we were really good or we were lucky. It wasn't marketed that well, uh, but we won. There were about 12 teams that, that that went in and judges thought we had a great idea that could help change the landscape of philanthropy. But in, in reality, it really didn't make sense. It wasn't really thought after. Um, so we took that. It was a great pitch. It was a great idea. To me, it was. I told you I'm a visionary. I don't think of right or wrong. I just dream of things and I want to put them on paper. Um, so we took that deck and we parked it because I had to make a living. She was working full time with her parents. This company that she started expanded into U.S., and the goal was solid to work three years while she was helping, Taz was helping me build the pay concept to bring her into pay concept, be able to afford the lives, you know, afford our kids expenses, afford our expenses. Once that happened, she came in. Tuesday happened. I told you it was the idea was building and building and building with my daughter's um, birth. It got stronger so basically what I have done over the last three to four years, I was creating a document that was bullet points. I, I love writing in bullet points. So there are hundreds and hundreds of bullet points of my thoughts on how I could make smaller and grassroots nonprofits have an equal um, chance of acquiring donation and awareness. Um, and so I had these notes. I would get up in the middle of the night at 2.30, 3 o'clock for meditation. Then I would start writing. She would wake up. She said, hey, what are you doing? And I go, I'm writing this. And this is what I thought. This I went to this board meeting today and they were talking about this. It truly didn't make sense to me. So I'm writing. If I had to do this, how would I do it, right? And so I had that document and I had accumulated 20, 30 pages of it and and then during COVID, she's right. We are in a payment processing business. Most of our portfolio is uh, is weighed in hospitality, lodging and hospitality. And you know what happened with lodging and hospitality. All of the sun overnight, our portfolio shrinked 60% at that time. And um, I always liked to do something. And she could see that I was getting anxious and fidgeting and wanted to do something. And she said, hey, you know, all that stuff you've been working on, you should get going. You should, you should start on it. We should start on it. And of course, my daughter has been involved at it because everything we do in the house is like a family conversation. So we have built those documents. And then we went back to Kevin that I met nine years ago. And I said, this is the idea I have. What do you think? To him, it was a project that he has never undertaken before. Um, and he said, I'm on, I'll give it to whatever I can. And uh, so we found our team who was ready and willing to give up um, quite a bit to get behind this mission. Um, and so we created the Tuesday app um, to help fill, to help fill the technology void that I see nonprofits are facing today and are not able to get their share. Mm. How's that? That is good. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to come back to you, the colors. I love them. Pink. Now, 
I have a certificate in nonprofit management. I've worked in nonprofit for parallel with my education and training career path, um, 26 years in there. And one of the things that came out is the colors that evoke the most giving are an ivory and a red, like Valentine's. But I venture to say, because it's all about, you know, what touches the heart, I would say those colors were intentionally chosen, the white and the pink, because it makes people think of, you know, love of giving. I don't know. Was that part of the process there? Yes. Yes, it was. And actually, funny thing you ask about the colors, Mm -hmm. because, you know, being in promo industry, like PMS colored numbers are important, right? Right. Well, we went through gradients and things like that, too, but eventually came back to this color because like you said, color speaks, you know? Yeah. It has meaning to us. Definitely. And of course the name has a big meaning behind <laughs> it and how we came around the name Tuesday. I know that um, the Tuesday in, I think it's November is the, there's a, a giving Tuesday. It's mm-hmm. a nationally recognized day, day in the United States where every nonprofit that's out there is like flooding all of their donors and their prospects and say, Hey, this is the day please give. And I love the fact that there's a dedicated day for that. So I'm going to guess that's part of your, your thought processes that you guys had. Yeah, it was actually, so while we were thinking what name to, you know, give this application because application had already started um, a building in the back end. And one day I think it was what, Three in the morning, the end of the lower stores. Tuesday morning. Yeah, Tuesday morning. Um, I was actually going to come to that. And then, so he's like, oh, Tuesday, right? So we were going always the night before. We're kind of looking at our schedule for next day. And he's like, it's Tuesday. And I'm like, yeah, I know, it's Tuesday. And he's like, oh, the name, Tuesday. And I'm like, but it's a weekday. It won't be available, right? Um, but he's like, yeah, just like er- make because that is our concept is mm-hmm. to make every day a giving Tuesday as, um, you know, giving Tuesday, like you said, right. is one of the days, um, it is the day where nonprofits make what 40%, 40% of the annual budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of raising funds. So how globally, globally, actually. Yeah. yeah. So how can we bring in that concept of making everyday or giving Tuesday, you know, mm-hmm. making people more aware um, of the social impact uh, that they can make um, by helping these nonprofits, mm-hmm. whether they're supporting whatever cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like rally a lot. You had good news today. You shared that you guys got into a group. I don't know if it's too uh, soon to announce that, but you know, if it is, that's okay. You don't have to disclose yet, but it's like, this is not going to air until four weeks from now. So it's pretty safe. Yes. Uh, it's called Venture Scale Up. Yeah. That's program. Dennis Poppy's thing. Cohort. Yes. Dennis is an amazing guy. Uh, met him to Marsh and um, just true. I, I, you know, I have to plug in this that I, I think our successes lend a lot towards the people who are around us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been very fortunate to be in the circle of, of individuals who have a forward thinking, um, are ready to help, um, and are always open, uh, to be, to be of help. Right. Uh, so we've been fortunate. Um, and yeah, met Dennis a little while ago through Martian. And then it was nice to see that there was a program happening. We applied for it and just got an email about an hour ago. So 
by the time you air this, we'll already be in the midst oh, of that Oh, heck program. yeah. You'll already be in the program. Yes. I myself am in a program called Prepare for VC, and I applied to that one. They're in Boston. Um, we are, you know, my company, Employers for Change, is one of the 21 companies they said to watch startups in 2021. Thank you. I'm excited. Yes. On Thursday, I'm pitching. It is at a live event. There's over 1,500 people registered to attend it. So it's all live. It's on something called um, Goldcast. And so you can sign up for it. It's kind of like an Eventbrite thing, but not really Eventbrite. But, you know, it's yeah. on my LinkedIn. Anybody want to sign up by then, I'll be done. But I was very excited by the fact that I also had um, somebody that is an investor in ed tech and HR tech. And she reached out to me on LinkedIn and I went, oh, my gosh, this is the first time that's happened. So, you know, we're celebrating in the room for both of our successes. Right. Yes. Yeah, we are. We are are very grateful. Right. And and it truly does matter. I think uh, this is not the question you asked, but I hear when startups guys talk about how they're paying to get their name and make the noise out in the market. Um, you know, we're truly running this Tuesday as a bootstrap um, operation, but we were really blessed um, at Synapsis. We ran into, um, you know, we ran into Orlando, NO, or OBJ mm-hmm. crew. Um, and it was, that was last year. And we were just published two weeks ago and in uh, Orlando Business Journal edition. And truly, um, it wasn't a cost, but mm-hmm. we, it it ensures or it, how should I say it? It ensures us that we are doing something, something mm-hmm. right, not great. I don't know how great is what outcome great will be. Great grows. Right. Great yeah. grows. But we are doing something right that somebody noticed and that has opened up the floodgates where people are reaching out and saying, whoa, tell us about your app, right? What is it? How, what do you mean by uh, democratizing the donor base? What do you mean by uh, doing donation, accepting donations and loyal followers from across the country? I mean, mm-hmm. and and there is no cost to our app up to next, up to the June. Uh, there is no SaaS model. There's no fees for nonprofits. So it's it's been nice it's been nice um we feel that we are blessed that we truly followed our dream and followed our passion it is a passion project every sure. time i pitch i tell them it's a passion project because of rally turned into this they've made us realize it's a need for a lot of nonprofits yeah out there. you guys are closing that bridge for profit yes. to meet nonprofit and be able to accelerate that giving that is supporting the nonprofit community that before, you know, you'd have to host a lot of events. I'm sure COVID we'll talk about that later has had a big impact, but my goodness, it's, it's just making it more your word accessible. Yes. Simple. And uh, that kind of leads into one of my other questions. So what is your definition Taz, of accessibility, but keep in mind, I'm going to throw it over onto the side of, how we think of the traditional ways of diversity, equity, inclusion, and now accessibility. And we usually equate that to people that have been underserved in some way. So your definition of accessibility? So I'll tell you in my way of thinking, of experiencing so far from Tuesday compared to um, pay concept or fair deal import and export field, uh, brand of Puma products, um, 
I've come to realize that the more you're out there networking, you are going to have access mm -hmm. to some great minds, great mentors. Um, Martian is somebody uh, I admire uh, who's been there uh, that I've met uh, at the same through Abdullah and um, alongside Phil, who is our CFO, mm -hmm. has come along because of accessibility uh, to him through another uh, common friend. So for me, accessibility is to success is by meeting some great like-minded people who can help drive your passionate project, in this case, Tuesday, mm -hmm. to that next level, because you do need some great mentors, yes. great team members around you, uh, because no one person can take, yeah. you know, your passion. Well, you can vision it, but until and unless you don't surround yourself with some great people that you have access to, mm -hmm. to, to really be able to execute it. What about you, Abdullah? What is accessibility? Wow, what is accessibility? For me, accessibility is success. But in mm -hmm. your terms, um, if you're talking about diversity. In the HR world, yeah, right. In diversity, if you're talking about it, I have, you know, I've lived in Louisiana. I've lived in Monroe. Um, I think as long as humanity survives, there will be some sort of discrimination at mm -hmm. all levels, right? Um, I hear people talk about to eliminate discrimination and inequality from the face of the earth. Um, I told you I speak candidly. I'm all for it. I'm all to make sure that the level field, the reason we created the app, to provide a resource to create a level playing game for all sizes of nonprofit. Mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then again, we have to leave to those nonprofits to make sure that they are able to utilize the tools that are available to them. Mm -hmm. For me, diversity and accessibility is simple. It's the place on the table. It's your opinions. It's your thoughts that truly excite and inspire me. Everybody from everywhere, sector of life, gender, region of the world, all of us think differently. And if you give them a chance to bring forth their thoughts, um, I believe that is diversity. I don't think of diversity in terms of uh, physical appearances. No. My goal is to provide the best to whoever is sitting in front of me. Um, so I believe for me, diversity and accessibility is, is being able to provide um, provide the tools for even play, you know, even play, and to be able to have have them access. Um, what we are providing. Mm -hmm. I agree. A tough question. Have it to is, be politically right? correct. And sometimes I, you know, I think um, how it should flow, but I truly believe knowledge is power and knowledge from all these individuals with disability to different genders, to different, re, you know, different environments of background uh, truly helps you move forward. Uh, our world is getting smaller. Mm -hmm. um, we are not all running on a straight line anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and it is good to know what's happening around us so we can uh, we can adjust to, to the changing world. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to take a brief um, moment to acknowledge our sponsor, Cat5 Studios. 
The Intern Whisperer is brought to you by Cat5 Studios, who help you create games and videos for your training and marketing needs that are out of this world. Visit Cat5 Studios for more information to learn how Cat5 Studios can help your business. Thank you, Cat5 Studios. And we are back to our show. We are welcoming again, Abdullah and Taz. They are the founders of Tuesday App. And we're going to switch this up a little bit and talk about COVID's impact on business. Now that really has (laughs) tied in with your app also, right? So let's go over here to Taz and get your thoughts about how COVID probably accelerated what your vision is, your joint vision for sure. Absolutely. Um, Of course, we all know that we couldn't have a physical mm-hmm. gala, right? Um, now, what we were hoping was, do you, when we first started thinking of this app, remember when we won, was when there are physical events, right? So mm-hmm. you're still able to get out to those donors outside their regional reach. But COVID just made it how much necessary it is to have a technology uh, software like Tuesday for nonprofits. Right whether they have an in-person event or not have it. And even if once they do go back to an in-person event, as we're starting to slowly see this year, but it really helps open up that avenue of fundraising, you know, for nonprofits, which is what they have to have that, you know, funds coming in to be then able to focus on their causes and not have to worry about getting those funds in and rather than focus on the execution of their plan to make, the world better please whatever you know they're mm-hmm. trying to solve through their nonprofit. Yeah, events are really expensive for a nonprofit to be able to do. And what you're doing is I see you're leveling the field in that area because now we don't have to worry about a venue, it's all online. Secondly, you've taken the fact that it can be 24/7 so it's not tied to oh we have to have food events and we have to have, you know, volunteers and all of this other um people and things that happen when we have an event. I think that was obviously brilliant. I think that what people don't remember about nonprofits is that these these are ways that they help bring money into an organization that supports a lot of different um, communities that are struggling, whether it's homeless or if it's, you know, children that are in uh, some type of a hunger situation and in, in school violence. all over the place, whether it's animals, whatever it is that somebody is passionate about, there is always a, a nonprofit that is hopefully there to support it. Um, what is great is this gives them an online store where there can always be things that people buy. And that's no different than in retail. So what about you, Abdullah? What do you say at COVID's impact on this? And you know, what are you, your observations, I guess, or if you want to just build on top of Taz's story. No, Taz is 100% correct, right? Um, we both know um, that it has become, it is a necessary tool mm-hmm. to validate our thought. As I said, we got uh, included or we got accepted to Rally Incubator Program. Mm-hmm. And um, Mark Brewer, president and He's CEO, awesome. awesome guy, right? Yeah. And having a conversation on him on Zoom, he said, you know, this is a great idea. But more than that, it is the essential tool for nonprofits in this day and age. And the reason was COVID was already affecting us. And he said, first of all, we need a easy to use. Nonprofits need easy to use tools or application or software 
um, that doesn't have a high barrier of entry, and I mean financial and um, and um, expertise, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who knows how to deal with new softwares. It should be something that everybody can use it. And um, and then COVID, what it did is it limited the face-to-face conversations. Um, nonprofits were going through hard time because who depended on face-to-face galas and in-person uh, cultivation were not able to do it. So a platform like Tuesday allows them to keep their to to help them increase their donor acquisition, to increase to help them with uh, donor engagement, constant engagement because we have gamified the. The, mm-hmm. the the gamified the giving right people get excited when they're bidding on things um and then we you know and and it brings fun so it is a truly i believe now looking back or looking at the app as it has evolved uh, it is an essential tool and then there are a lot of things that come out with it so we have one of the local nonprofits called victim service center i I hope mm-hmm. I can say the names. Um, great nonprofit, right? In town, they have a big gala coming up next week. Um, and that truly, because of them, we were also able to understand another uh, advantage of our Tuesday app. Um, they had some tickets for Orlando Predators or one of the sport teams. It was only four tickets for a suite and they had no event that was happening. Mm-hmm. There was no way to monetize that it was given to them as a donation and he you know the 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 ceo called and said uh i have these four tickets you think we can put them up on tuesday they were already on two they are on tuesday and um so they went ahead and put the tickets on tuesday and hold behold rather than him giving it away for 50 percent off or 20 percent off or 60 percent off um the tickets sold for the retail almost the retail price that's awesome right so he was able to monetize those tickets in 10 days mm-hmm. so you don't need an event to access to support an organization mm-hmm. you can that's do fine. it based on anything based on anything yeah right and the we have also noticed that the donors who are participating in auctions of course they do it because they like what they see but they also get to learn about the nonprofits those that have put those auctions up we have also seen the donor acquisition is truly real nobody's there to cultivate them nobody's there to buy them a starbucks coffee and say hey look what our nonprofit does donors from across the country uh there's a nonprofit out of Tennessee who did an event. They got donations from people as far as Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those people have never met them. They have never pitched them and they didn't even market to them. Those app users were on our app. They logged in and signed up on our app. Mm-hmm. They saw that there was a nonprofit out there in Tennessee who, who was uh, raising money for domestic violence Um and so they they went ahead and they donated and they I'm pretty sure they're going to follow them because there's no other reason that they would donate unless they liked what the cause was right mm-hmm. so um yeah so we've been very excited to see how our app has turned into a bigger um you know it's making a bigger it impact. makes a larger reach for it sure it does yeah it does it extends the reach yeah that is that is just wonderful to see it's amazing like some of our nonprofits already for example of the mention the name and slavery is actually they do part of human trafficking as well mm. um 
And then there were a couple of nonprofits who actually, the other thing that we saw coming out of this was nonprofits connecting with each other, mm-hmm. where they're, you know, basically supporting the common cause like homelessness. Mm-hmm. So Sharing Center, for example, is on the app uh, in Central Florida, and mm-hmm. so is Miles to Go, and they both support homelessness. So they work with each other as well. So we see a lot of um, cross cultivation, you know, mm-hmm. because of course one nonprofit also gives grants to other nonprofits. So right. uh, not only from a donor perspective, but also from the nonprofits supporting each other as well. We we have seen that come through. Um, one of the other beauties we have heard from a donor's perspective is how they get instantaneous receipt. So they're not chasing a nonprofit to get their donation tax receipt at the end of the year. Mm. So everything is under their own profile. So it makes it very convenient for them. Oh, nice. Um, and also know how much budget they have for that year to then be able to give to nonprofits as they please as mm. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Instant gratification. That, Let's put it that way. It is, but in a, a way that feels very, very comforting, yes. I would think. I would think that there's also probably, as you guys get more traction, more exposure, that there would be um, organizations that would say, oh, let's take all of this excess, I don't know, whatever the product is, and instead of taking it to Tuesday morning or a secondhand retail store, let's put it up here on this app, Tuesday app, and let the money be distributed to a lot of other organizations. So it could be Halloween costumes. It could be something that is from Nike, some, you know, products, shoes that they're going, well, we're shutting down this particular, I don't know if it would be called model, whatever, style, style of shoe, that would be it. Um, They could put it up there and it could sell in a different way. You know, it it is a great idea, but we have twisted this idea to make sure that our donors know that every transaction that happens on Tuesday app is through a verified 501c3. Yeah. So we did we did do test runs in our infancy where we allowed people to uh, put up products and people are very gracious, but sometime um you know, sometimes a junk for you is truly a junk for somebody else as well. Oh, yeah. Right. We do. One say, man's trash is another man's treasure, right? Could be, right? But yeah. then it also could be another man's junk. It so, could be. Right. So, what we noticed that um, if we left the doors open for individuals or companies to come in and just post products and say the donation will go towards a nonprofit, it was creating a, it was, it, it was creating an issue for us from the supply chain and also from the quality aspect, right? I see. Pictures do not, pictures speak what you see, I guess. Yeah. But when you receive the product, it's not the same. So if there is a company out there who truly wants to give an an, an in-kind donation, they can reach out to a nonprofit that's on Tuesday platform. They can send the product to those nonprofit if they agree, and then the nonprofit can go ahead and put it up on the auction that way. Because in our platform, we do not hold any funds from nonprofits. It is next day the funds are deposited 
Um, now we have changed it to once a week because our nonprofits were complaining that little bit of donation that comes in all, every day creates a big headache for their bookkeepers, right? $10 a year, $100 a year. So now we do once a week deposit. And guess what date is deposited on? Tuesday, I hope. Tuesday morning. <laughs> That's right. So, um, so the thing is that that way they have complete control on supply and quality it is very important for us to make and sure and batching up their deposits yes. so that it's not but with products it's very important for us a reputational risk means a lot to us mm-hmm. i'm from a b2c business and for me uh, we want to make sure that nonprofits do not get into a problem with their reputation by providing a product that does not meet mm-hmm. their you know that standards standards right yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get that. All right. So what do you think the future of work is going to look like? Um, but we can either go this way. We can talk about remote and blended on-site flexible work. I'm sure you guys are working from home. Or we can talk about robots, AI, augmented reality, virtual reality. I think you're kind of, a, you're not really in that space, but you're selling online. I can see some things that would be super appealing on the Tuesday app would be, oh, being able to have a virtual reality experience. Uh, there are some of those places that are down on iDrive where people can go and say, oh, I just was able to experience what it was like to jump out of a plane. And I don't mean the the thing on iDrive where it's a giant fan underneath me, but none, nonetheless, I can see you guys getting some like, definite exposure in those high, high ticket items. Yes. Um, again, it's, 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 Everything we create is simplicity, right? We need to make sure that our donors can make an impact within three touches of an application. Mm -hmm. Simple. We don't ask our donors to jump hoops from one application to a website to this. So it is very important for us to make it user-friendly experience. Mm -hmm. With that said, you know, we are very future thinking. As I told you, I, I vision, 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 vision all the time. We have a long-term plans to do with metaverse. Good. Yes. Good. Um, with that said, it is a public news. Two weeks ago, we just launched a crypto donation processing on Tuesday app. We have made it easier than accepting a credit card. And that will hopefully open our Tuesday app uh, by next year to a global audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, global audience, in a sense, nonprofits. But now, uh, as accepting crypto Anybody can accept crypto, right? Um, anybody can donate crypto. Uh, so we have already added crypto. In the last two weeks, we have received close to around six to $700 um, value of crypto donations. Mm-hmm. We are able to convert crypto to a local currency uh, within 15 minutes of the transaction. We are wow. able to convert it in the, in the blockchain uh, within five minutes, if not less. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is no risk for nonprofits as far as the risk of valuation of crypto or fluctuation in the value. You know, that's huge because a lot of them may not have experience in that. They may not have a subject matter expert. You're able to take their limited staff and be able to bring that that type of technology into an organization that would say, oh, I don't, we don't have anybody that knows anything about that. And they could say, oh yeah, it's already been vetted out by your company. We can actually translate that into dollars for us, for our organization. 
it's a effortless process. Yeah. We take all the risk. We do the conversion. We deposit the funds for nonprofits within 72 hours in their bank account. As That's I mentioned, very futuristic. As yeah. I mentioned, it's like accepting credit card. You know, once you press donate on a credit card, what happens? Mm-hmm. Nonprofit doesn't find out till they get the money in the bank. Right. Right. I mean, yes, in our app, they get instantaneous receipt. The donor gets a receipt and the and the nonprofit gets a copy of the receipt that says you have received this donation. And the same thing with crypto. It's once the wallet is once the donor access their wallet and puts in the in, in the in the wallet address, press accept. Mm-hmm. It is done. There is nothing to it. It takes about a minute to set it up on your platform on Tuesday. And and now you have access to, as I say, virtual abundance wealth that is out there right now. And those people who are accumulating virtual wealth, believe me or not, truly want to make a impact in mm-hmm. this world. Um, and with that, I'll just jump to it now. The customer uh, that that uses crypto uh, the generation, it's a younger generation. So whole, um, you know, how would I say whole outlook on what a donor looks like? Oh, it's it's changing it's as changing. the customer buyer personas change. You can be able to identify them right away through that. Yes, I get it. I so totally if you want to, if the nonprofit wants to be accessible with the newer generation, would it be Generation Z? Z, Z. it's right? Generation Z. That's After right. that is. It is alpha. alpha. Yes. Well, Generation Z and alpha, then because those guys don't believe in cash money. Mm-mm. They do everything with Apple Pay. They do everything with virtual. They don't like to wallets, have wallets yeah. in there. Well, we are at like the end of our show. So I'm going to be asking you, what is the best mentoring advice you want to share with our listeners? So I'm going to go with you first, Tess. Don't try to do everything yourself. Oh, yeah. If you don't <laughs> know how to do something. Rather than trying to figure out, like, find somebody who has gone through it and can help you mm-hmm. get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, I'm an introvert and like Abdullah, who's an extrovert. So um, that was eventually, you know, challenging growing up. Um, but I've learned and it's amazing. Like mm-hmm. people are really there to help you. Mm-hmm. People you think they're not within your reach. They're really a phone call away or just matter of just being out there and then community and just going and asking for help. What about you? What's your mentoring advice you want to pass on? Be simple. Your network is determination of your net worth. I truly believe the people who you, there is no time soon. There is no wrong time to find people who will lift you. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that the people you keep around you, you are going to do what, or you're going to end up like what they are doing. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I'm a learner. I learn from people. Um, But I believe that network, your network now is determination of your future net worth. Um, Don't be shy um, to bring in mentors. Don't be shy to make new friends. Everybody in life gets to a certain level where they need different conversations of different mm-hmm. level. Um, we all bleed the same. We all bleed the same. It is all right. red. That's when it right. Comes out. Yeah. And, uh, but what is different is the intellectual 
treasure that the person can provide you, right? So I tell my kids, every conversation or every time you meet somebody, it should give you spiritual, emotional, or economical benefit. Mm -hmm. And I'm not being selfish, but if you keep that in mind when you're having a conversation, you would save yourself a lot of headache and sin, right? There's no reason to talk about others behind their back Mm -hmm. because that destroys you. So for me, it's always, I have to evaluate every conversation or person I'm going to meet to see how either I can help them in these three categories or how they will be able to help me in these categories because we are all here to grow together and there's no reason to waste somebody's time. How can people get in touch with you guys? Let's. Uh, I know that I pulled up your LinkedIn. We always share LinkedIn uh, when we do these posts, just so you know, when you see them come through, we'll tag you. Let you know the day before the show is going to you know drop, you'll be able to have all of that good stuff. We always see it as a collaboration. So if you share from us and tag us, we're able to tag you. And obviously it all comes back. I, I feel the love in the room for sure. But how else would you tell people they can find Tuesday app, Taz? Um, Tuesday.app. Once they go on there, they can download it. It's available on the Apple and uh, Google Play Store. Um, yeah. Just do Tuesday app. Mm-hmm. And also, if you wanted to send a quick email, you could do it at info at Tuesday.app to reach perfect. out. I thought that would be the easiest. To oh, remember. yeah, that's much easier. Yeah, people can sign up that way. And you said they can download it from Apple and also Android, Android. I guess, Android. whatever, mm-hmm. Google. Okay. So just to plug it, uh, Tuesday is an application that does silent auction donation campaigns um, and is accessible uh, to the national donor national donor base or the user base. It is also a customized app for app users where they can uh, set up what their likings are in terms of causes and also the category of products they would like to see. So now whenever any nonprofit in this country, any nonprofits on, our, on Tuesday app puts up an auction item, they will not be bordered. Please we request them to turn on the notification so that way they only see the product that they are interested in. Just that feature alone has helped increase return on investment for nonprofits by 40% and helped increase the satisfaction of an app user by probably 100% because now they're not bothered with things that they're not interested. They only see the products that they want. Well, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Cat5 Studios. Thank you to our production team, our video interns, Chase McDell, David Ullman, Efren Cuevas, and Keisha Perez. Our music is by Sophie Lloyd and sound effects by Eric Peterson, Matt Miller, Dave Francis, Miguel Sintra. If you would like to have in your inclusion tip of the week shared on our show, record your inclusion tip send your audio file to info at internpursuit.tech and include your name job role and where you work we will email you with our intern pursuit backgrounds from our game or you can also get a t-shirt from us visit employers the number four change at www.e4c.tech to learn how you can create real diversity and inclusion culture while skilling your people for the future i want to say thank you guys you guys were awesome guests nobody would ever know that this was like you guys have practiced this a million times you have this down to the science so <laughs> like it was a good conversation i hope you're feeling from, the love too when you speak from heart and i think it's easy Oh, yeah, totally. So thank you for making it so Thank you for having us. us. Thank you. You are very welcome.